Welcome to Cat Chat. It is officially June. I guess whenever you listen, it's June or it's going to be past <laughs> June. So it is, uh, we are coming into summer. Summer is officially, I think, what is it, the 22nd? Mm-hmm. It's later, yeah. June's uh, not really the first start of it, so it I don't ever know the official days. Like, really, it's about like the school year. I agree with you because the kids are out of school. It's certainly hot, at least here in the Midwest. And but summer does start for another twenty. We're technically in spring right now. Like, yeah, who came up with these things. Yeah, came up with these things. Yeah. So right now we're technically in spring break for the kids, and then uh, <laughs> you know I wonder if spring break is actually still winter. winter. When spring start? I don't know, first... Not the first week of March. I know that. That's when our school has spring break. So Here's a shameless plug. Hey, Google, when's the first day of spring? In the Northern Hemisphere, spring started on Monday, March 20th. March 20th. So I've spring... some spring. Yeah, it's like it's end of end of winter break for a lot of people. We ignore here in the states the original date set. Maybe we should change all those dates. I'll petition the government. I think you should. I think. Thanks. I mean, if anyone has power, it's you. It's my hey, yeah. meaning, keep, writing a mean letter. Strongly yes. worded. Sorry, strongly worded. Can you get a? Would you send your picture and have it in front of your fountain? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Do you, Senator, have a fountain? <laughs> no, didn't think so. <laughs> hey, are you watching this? Um, uh, it's called the soccer tournament. That the the, uh, um, the seven v seven tournament. I know about it. Uh, I have not watched any of it. I don't even know what it, what is it on. Uh, well, it's it's on Peacock and also the YouTube. So I think by the time this airs, it will probably be over. Um, okay. But it, it is. So it's a four-day tournament, 32 teams, winner takes all, a million-dollar prize. Um, so it's World Cup style, but they have some big freaking names there. Um, I've been I've been watching today. So um, so some of the teams you got uh, Dortmund uh, put a team in, the Wolves put a team in, um, West Ham has has players, Dallas United, Clint Dempsey has a team, Beasley, um, Wrexham. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that had started. Yeah. It's not their. It's not their starters. Like you know, Dempsey's not. I don't think Dempsey's playing. He's coaching that team. Um, but no, it's it's pretty. It's pretty cool, actually. I was watching day seventy seven down there in, in, in Cary, North Carolina. So um, I'll have to pop on the Peacock and see what I can find. Can I bet yeah. on that? <laughs> Not in Missouri. <laughs> True. True. I'm sure, dude. I don't know why you couldn't bet on it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly think you could. So, anyway, we uh, we're gonna get started here. Um, this is Cat Chat Live. You're listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. This is Cap Chat. All right, we're we're joined by the the polo wearing lights in the back. You look like a, like getting a. I know you can't see, it, but the reflection looks like an alien's coming to probe you. Yeah. Oh no, it's just Zuko. Just <laughs> the hairless cat. Just the hairless cat. Um, and in order to not be outdone by Tyler, I wore a polo, not thinking he was going to wear a polo, and he has done that. So next time, we're <laughs> going to be a tie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm finally, I finally lose. 
No, you're coming to tuxedo. We're going to one up ourselves until we just we end the podcast in pure sweat. Of, <laughs> but we are joined as always by Tyler Tomlinson, the West uh, Region Cap Director for Rush Soccer and the head women's soccer coach at Culver Stockton College, so based in Quincy, Illinois. My name is Josh Tyler, now based in Kansas City. That's not the song though, but um, going to Kansas. Anyway, I'm in Kansas City, so. It's been it's been fun. So. No one came here to hear you sing. No, 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 no one really came here to hear me listen at all, so talk at all. But um, we're we're continuing, so we're going to dive right in. Um, get started with Tyler Strand. Myself as a one man wolf pack, and my wolf pack grew by one. It's time for Tyler's trends. Yeah, Josh. So last time we teased a, a, a highlight video trend. Um, and this one is a bit more serious, maybe, than, than last week's trend. Um, and, and the topic is going to be, and, and it, it's happened in a couple of videos that I've watched. And I kind of understand why it happens, but I want to make our uh, players aware of it. And that is, in your highlight video, you need to make sure that you don't look one-footed. Ooh, ooh. Right. So okay. it's a trend because if you're a right-footed player, think about it. What are a lot of your highlights going to be? You perform right things with your right foot, right passes, shots, uh, tricks, feints, whatever. It be all with the right foot. Um, if I'm if I'm a minute and a half into this film and you have not used your left foot in a highlight, I'm going to assume you can't use it. Therefore. It is something you have to figure out, even if it's not the best highlight in the world, how to showcase your other foot in your highlights. Because I don't know if it is because those, the, all these players are just strictly right foot and they can't use their right foot, or that's just their better highlights is what I'm guessing. Hmm. 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 So it's a it's a trend. I want to I want to try to buck the trend and make sure our our players are not focused in on just one half of your body. So if, if let's say I, I if you are right foot dominant, dom, God, I'm struggling on words. Words are not my friend. Dominant, yes. Dominant. Um, and what are some things you can do simply with your left foot? Maybe you're not going to hit a, a hit a left footed bottom kind of, of like a shot. Combination passing. Okay. Tight, tight spaces, uh, receiving the ball across your body to the left side, and just playing it out. And even if it's just like a six second highlight. Those are just small, quicker things that show that you can go both directions, do both things. Maybe make a move with your left foot. Uh, maybe cross the ball with your left foot. Um, they don't have to be goals and assists every time, right? You're showcasing your abilities. You're not, this isn't on ESPN. This isn't a highlight film, right? This isn't a highlight uh, for the news, right? It's a highlight to right. showcase who you are. There's a difference. And so being able to showcase all of your talents in your highlight film is going to be to your best, uh, putting your best, best foot forward. But I mean, at this age in college, going into college, you should be able to use both feet. I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I I'll be honest. Like we were recruiting a kid. Um, she, she was from another country, but uh, like her whole film was like three or four minutes long. Never use her left foot, right? And I was like, eh, you know, I, yeah. she seems okay, but I I'm not gonna you know go after this kid hardcore. She ended up in our conference, and. My assistant coach and I were like, hey, that's the kid. She's their starting forward on the right side. Imagine that. Uh, and so we just went in and we were like, just completely play her to her left. 
and see what happens. And like she was completely taken out of the game. Yeah. She wouldn't use, she refused to use it. And so that should never happen. Yeah. I I love the trend and I think I want to I'm going to tack on to this a little bit when we're talking about right and left foot and, and the college game. It is the importance of having you know a couple of years ago we sat down with Clint Dempsey and I asked him what's the number one thing that he said you have to use both feet. Like you have to because in the college game especially you're breaking film down. Now you knew this kid previously from yeah. game film, but if not, you probably are going to watch your opponent and you're going to say, or within five minutes, you're going to figure out this kid's not going to her left and you shut her down. Yep. Any, any intelligent player or intelligent coach, you're going to see that almost instantaneously. So mm-hmm. you, you got to have a right or left foot. So if, if you don't have a left foot, you got to get one at least to be able to complete passes and maybe you get one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go buy one at Costco. But no, but you have to. You got to be able. You got to be able to pass with your left. You got to be able to take a shot. I mean, you see it, you know, all yeah. the time. And and yeah, boy. Okay, so that I like that trend though. Sh- showcase both. And if you don't, we just assume you don't have it. And um, there you go. That's right. Yeah, That's right. yeah. You're welcome. There we go. There you go. Tyler's trends, everybody, coming to you. Um, we make test prep affordable, flexible, and effective. Magoosh helps students improve their scores on the SAT and ACT, both in the classroom and on the go. Our fully online program was created by a team of test prep experts and features lessons, questions, and detailed explanations designed to help students at all levels prepare for test day. Join the thousands of students and educators who have had a great experience with Magoosh. Well, so let's let's dive into ID camps. Tyler, this is this is you're dealing with the, the the people out there, so let's talk about where this where this came from, and then uh, how do you? We're talking about ID camps and what it is, and how do you find them? But let me ask you this first: though. what what are what is an ID camp, and how do you how do you use it? Um, maybe put your college hat on for a moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so an identification camp is is your is your generic term for it. Uh, there, there's two kinds. We'll talk about the ones today that are, are typically held on col- on the college's campus. Um, and it's an opportunity for players to uh, see the see the campus, uh, you know, train and or play in front of the coaching staff at that college or university uh, with other players, prospects, uh, high school age students um, in a competitive format with possible coaches, not only from that school, but from other schools, depending on the size of the ID camp. Uh, secondarily, it is a recruiting tool for those colleges um, to be able to see kids up front and in person uh, and uh, in an environment that they are controlling. Uh, and third, what's the, what's after secondarily? Uh, tertiary. Uh, third is... Um, is that really what it is? I think so. Uh, third is for uh, the colleges in a way, Josh, to help their funding, uh, maybe make money. Um, and in some cases help pay assistant coaches, um, from those camps. Uh, so that's kind of your generic definition of an identification camp. So a a follow-up question there is how have you seen ID camps change, especially for the men's game in the past two to three years, but are they more important or less important than they were pre COVID? Uh, it's a great question. Um, I'm going to say they're more important yeah. as my answer because on the men's side, 
uh, there's a lot of recruiting that's now done on the computer. Yeah. And they will still have ID camps. And this will be your opportunity for separation and for attention um, that maybe wasn't, maybe isn't coming your way in an everyday sense anymore on the men's game. So it is more uh, mm-hmm. important, I would say, in today's day and age to get to an ID camp. And, and you know, those are things that I've been working with players with late, lately. And then, so I know budgets will cut. I know we're looking back and you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but I think budgets will cut during COVID. Yeah. Are, you, are you hearing recruitment budgets, maybe even for yourself, are recruitment budgets coming back? Because I'm hearing people, the recruitment budgets aren't coming back yet post-COVID. <laughs> yeah, I think it just seemed like it roared back a little bit Yeah, uh, because uh, after COVID, now we're in these, these years where, and, and everyone's back out everywhere. But the answer is yes, you're right. They are not coming back. Um, and it, it's, it, they're definitely not being raised. Um, and, and now it's, it's getting even tighter. Everyone's trying to go to the same uh, showcases. Um, you know, everyone has to go to this MLS next uh, showcase and it's in New Jersey, right? Well, you know, if you're in California, that's going to be a big part of your recruiting budget gone, yeah. right? And you're, we're going to have to, we have to go to the GA championships, you know, okay, well, that's in California, right? Well, you are in Michigan. That's a big part of your recruiting budget gone. So it is driving coaches to the biggest and best only uh, for identification in the recruitment process for sure. Um, And maybe making some area stuff a little bit more important for those coaches and smaller schools. Which makes ID camps even more important. I think is, going back yeah. to your original question makes ID camp probably the most important because it's on their campus and they spend nothing. Yeah, exactly. So, so main topic then is how how do players how do how do how do you find a good ID camp? Well, I think finding, question. Yeah, I think finding a good ID camp is is um, maybe a tougher question because it's it's what your expectations are of the ID camp. And everybody's going to have different expectations for what they want to get out of it or what they want their kid to get out of it. Um, I I can tell you the best way to find a a good ID camp based on your expectations is to start young and compare, right? So if you're a freshman, you should go to a couple ID camps. Um, And then your sophomore year, you can go to the one you like the most, or you can go back to the two ones and maybe add one. Um, And I think that Trial and error is obviously going to be the best way or word of mouth based on what other people tell you are good camps. Meeting your expectations is, is the best way to find the best ID camps um, in that sense. Maybe you don't want to go to a huge one. So you consider the best ID camp one with 30 kids at it. How do you, how do you, how do you find these camps, though? Yeah, so uh, so my thing is, with, with co- first of all, almost every college has an ID camp. Okay, Um, and I think that's an easy find for you to go to the athletics website. If you are on uh, Cap Navigate, for example, for some of our our Cap Plus and other teams, you can use the college search function and just start going through and it'll take you right to everyone's soccer page immediately. And that could be the quickest way to find it. Otherwise, if you're not using Cap Navigate, you just go to like if you went to Culver Stockton College and you went to the women's soccer page, there's a link that says ID camps right there. You can just click. So everyone will have one, Josh. So it's not like, oh, my God, I can't find an ID camp. Liar. Like everybody has one now. Rarely do schools not have them anymore at every yeah. level. Maybe the junior college level, even then there's some, right? But they'll get more if you get bigger. 
So how do we find them? That's that's my easiest way. Everybody's got one. That's how you find one. Is there like is there one main page? I can probably well, <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe we no. can do that, put that together. But <laughs> I get you know I do get that question a lot. It is 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 there a page? And it's really really tough because you got to called data scraping. You got to scrape all that data across the United States. And, and if someone try, you now have to rely on coaches to put one together. I mean, you'd have to have five full time people taking every time something changes and, and, and then posting it um, to and put it in one location. Summer, we're just talking about summer. Like, Correct. You know, I know the Big Ten school down the road for me has like three or four camps a year, right? So it's not just uh, a summer thing. This is a year-round thing for, for a lot of these. My, my, I am an NAIA smaller school. We have three a year, right? Two are free. Wow. So... Yeah, you know, like that, that's, that's, uh, but I think the big question is, and in, in, in what I've been talking with uh, all of our rush kids and, and high school players is, you know, how do I choose now? You know, I know like all of these have them. How yeah. do I choose? Right. And I, I, Josh, I think the number one way on how do you, how do I figure out which ID camp I attend? The number one thing I would say is, do I have evidence, evidence? that a coach is interested in me more than just attending their ID camp to make money. Okay. Okay. And so what, what do I mean by evidence, right? I mean, correspondence outside of an ID camp invitation, right? They sent me a message at some point to ask how I was doing or schedule a talk, or we already talked or uh, they've sent me an email, right? Now, granted, this is going to be mostly for juniors and going into junior and senior year, right? Because they can take those those opportunities for, for communication. But if they've emailed you or if they've talked to your college coach or something or, or club coach, something outside of the just an email that says that you're invited to the ID camp, because I hate to tell you, everyone gets that response. Okay. If you're if you're emailing Syracuse and that's the only response that you get, then you know, they may not be interested in you as a player. It doesn't mean you shouldn't go to the camp. Okay. That'll but be another it's, it's, Especially as a freshman and sophomore in division one and two, they can't email you about anything except an ID camp prior to June 15th. So if yep. you're a freshman and you get an email from Syracuse, it's probably a, a generic bulk email. Yeah. And that's okay. Yes. That's Okay. Um, no, if, if you are a prospect at those ages, especially in the women's side, they probably would have, and they, they want you, they probably would have contacted your club coach and you, you would have. Knowledge. Which now is your evidence. That would be your evidence. So that, that's why I kept it very generic, right? Yeah. So if you're trying to narrow it down, do I have evidence that a coach is interested in me more than just attending their ID camp? Okay. okay. That that's important. Um, I think if you are an older kid and you want to know like, oh gosh, are they interested in me? You can, you can run a test. Right. You could email or text that coach once you get past that June 15th spot. And you could just say, like, do you have any camps going on or or, hey, can we schedule a time to talk? And if they respond positively, I would say that they're interested and that's that's evidence. So you can actually test out the evidence once you get to that age and figure it out. Right. Uh, the third way is, do I want to attend this camp to better myself and my skills? Mm, In that case. Good. The world is your oyster. You can choose whatever camp you want to go to to just get better. And, and, and maybe you'll get identified because it is an ID camp. 
or maybe you you don't and you just learn from a coach and get some tools to put in your, your arsenal and move on with your life as a better player. And that is an okay way to decide if that is a is how you'll choose your ID camp. Right. So I think it's a two pronged approach. Of, do I want to get recruited by these specific schools? OK, do I want to do I do I want to play at Syracuse? They're getting a lot of pub today. Do I, I, know. Want to play, I know. Do I want to play at Syracuse? Then I then if my answer is yes, then it doesn't matter about the evidence. I have to go to that camp in hopes that they'll identify me. Right. Now, you should, if you have evidence from other schools, you may want to give them a chance at their ID camp, too. Yeah. Syracuse hasn't. Uh, but freshman, sophomore year, yeah, this, it's a lot harder to, to be identified in that way. Is it safe to say that you're, if you're interested in a school, you, 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 you have to attend their ID camp? I think so. If, okay. if, that, if, they're, if you're, if they're, I mean, you're not going to go to 100 ID camps. Right. If you can go to three and you have your top three schools, you need to go there. Okay. So for you, you're recruiting a player. So flip this around for you. Cause now let, let's say now we, I have evidence that, that Culver Stockton is, is interested in me. What's the benefit for you? Like, why do you like to host ID camps to get players on campus? Like what's your benefit? Yeah. Well, you know, one, if you're proud of your campus, then you're okay bringing kids to your campus to, to show them what you can offer them. Right. And so we are um, Two, uh, we a lot. Most teams will have their players back, mm. you know, working into drills, coaching to help and coach the teams, whatever they want their players to do. And you'll get to meet them and talk with them and interact with the players. That's a big thing. Um, depending on the school, some have a, a, a presentation that just gives you a little bit more information that you wouldn't have had before you went there about the college and the team. That's a big benefit. Uh, and then finally, you, for me, I get to see them play. Like, I'll be honest, like, so ours is in June. After that ID camp, I'm going to have a big group of offers, right? Go out after that camp. Because to me, like that, if if they are serious enough about us to can show interest, blah, 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 come to the camp. Now it's kind of like the last, the last step. And, and, and it's, it's, it's big commit time. I'll have probably my highest chunk of commits right after the ID camp because they'll be like, okay, I think this is for me. Right. Hmm. So that's important in my process. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're not just something just, I mean, it's something that you guys as coaches take very seriously in this It's part of that recruitment process. I mean, I, I would say yes at the smaller college level. But I'm going to tell you that everybody takes their ID camp seriously because there is a lot of organization and work that goes into ID camps, right? And so they want to make sure they're putting out a, a good product for the all these players, right? The um, you know University of Iowa wants to, everyone to leave there with a good taste in their mouth about this is a, an awesome program to play for. They may be only recruiting 12 kids out of the 300 that are there, yeah, right? But they want to put out the best product they can. So I would say, yeah, they all take it serious and yeah, they're making money and helping their assistant coaches. And and I make a little, right. But it, 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 more importantly, I think it's a, it's a, you know, a shopping store for, Hey, we got to yeah. make sure everything looks good. Yeah. What, now, what do, when we get there, Josh, and that ID camp is coming, what do we have to do while we're there? Well, I think let's look at pre-ID camp. You know, I think if you sign up, I think 
you, you must email the coach in advance, you know, to, to help send out, Hey coach, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm coming from, you know, I'm coming from Kansas city to, to, to campus, really looking forward to it. Um, you know, and, and give some reason why you're going, um, and, and something that will help identify you later. Uh, coaches have a, hundreds of people they're meeting, obviously. So coach, you know, I see you have a really good communication department. I'm looking to major that I'm coming here from camp, from Kansas city. So when you get there, Hey, Coach uh, Thomason, my name is Josh. I, I emailed you about the communication department coming from Kansas City, and hopefully that triggers something that they remember you. So I think that that's that's the the pre. Um, I think when when you're there, this is your time to to shine and, and time to take advantage of being on campus. You know, Tyler, you mentioned all the the reasons why you like people on campus. Um, so the minute you get there, you're being evaluated. You're being evaluated by the coaching staff. You're being evaluated also by the players. Um, you know, we're gonna they're gonna ask players, hey, what do you, you get get some feedback? And if you're an awful human being, the coach is gonna know from the players telling them. So so display strong character. Um, your talent's awesome, but um you get to see the coach can see how you react to the coaching. Uh, be coachable, have a positive attitude. Um so there's, you know, that saying, you know, if a coach asks you to jump, your response is how high. Right, because, and, and this is, that's a good example. And I've coached a ton of ID camps and a lot of times I'll be like, ah, hey, this kid needs a break. Uh, you know, Hey, can you go in? Uh, what position are they at? They're at, uh, they're at the wing back. <sighs> yeah. And I'm like, it's an ID camp. Get in there. Like, absolutely. Eh, not yep. taking this kid. Right. So that's yeah. good advice. Yeah. I think to stand out, I think that's, it makes sense to stand out, but how do you, um, you know, treat each session or each, each moment, um, that this is the last chance you get. Um, so you can change how you outwork people. Um, I can't change when you get there, you're not magically have a better left foot, but you can, you can outwork everyone else there. Um, so so that's how you can stand out. You stand up by saying please. You stand up by saying thank you. By saying thank yep. you. Um, by all those nonverbal, which we've had a whole different podcast on, is the nonverbal part of it. But uh, you, you stand out by that, especially in the sessions. Can you outwork everyone else? And that's your driving factor. Compare yourself to this kid next to you, and can you outwork him? And can you outwork yep. the next person? Uh, and I think you're going to stand out. And I, I, I like the thank you piece. And I, I will say at the end of the camp, you know, make sure if you had a specific coach working with you, mm -hmm. you go up to that person and shake their hand and say, thank you for your time this weekend. And then the head coach of the entire camp, if you can find her or him, you go up to them and, and shake their hand and say, you know, thank you. And once again, I'm Tyler Tomlinson. I just wanted to say thank you. You know, yeah. that's big. And I would even, I know you, you may get to the post email, but go ahead. Yeah, that would, that's right. Yeah. So the final thing is to definitely follow up, um, you know, for me, I have an awful memory. So as soon as I get done meeting someone, I'm either putting notes in my phone or writing down information. Um, like I just moved and I've met all my neighbors. So I have to then go back and I quickly write down, okay, she's a para. Um, one of the guys likes scotch. So it, that's a two, that's two minute walk from there. And I got to write it down. So when you're at ID yeah, camp, yeah, yeah. if you meet coach Thomason, I, I know I keep bringing Zuko, but if he brings up, he has a hairless cat, jot yeah. that down. So when you send a thank you email, hey, Coach Thomason, thank you so much for, for the camp. I, I enjoyed hearing about your hairless cat. One, 
<laughs> That'd be great. That'd be like, this kid's great. Exactly. This kid paid attention to what I said and he actually followed up. Now, you got to write it down. I always have a notepad with me because I am bad at memory. But when your follow up is so important, and if you can pinpoint something specific about that camp, hey, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Coach Wendy as uh, Tyler's assistant, Coach Wendy doing this possession session. Um, I really enjoyed meeting and learning about your nursing program. Um, whatever tidbit you can pick up and go back on. Is helpful because they're going to get a generic. Thanks for thanks for letting me attend. Um, so th- those are those are important things of, of the follow up. So those are things that you can do um, to make you your ID always, camp better. Some of some of the bigger camps will, uh, if you request feedback, they'll send you feedback from the the coach. Like if I go to a really big camp and I have like a set eleven kids the mm-hmm. whole time, I, I need to, I have to give comments on those kids and yeah. have to send those in right. Um, if it's a smaller ID camp like my own, um, you can thank me and in the email back, you know, say like, hey, do you have any feedback for me as a player? Right. I, I had a thought on the feedback and, and maybe I look at it differently. And so this is where I, I ask you is for me as a coach. If I'm watching a game, I got I got two different mindsets. I mean, they're evaluating individual players. Or I'm watching a game. So sometimes when I'm watching a game, a player says, hey, can you give me individual feedback? I'm thinking, oh, I, like you didn't do anything bad. You, and so I don't I want to watch in the game for that specific reason. Now, maybe mm-hmm. it's different at ID camp, but are you in the initial email? Should I ask you, hey, coach, I'm really looking forward to your ID camp. I would love feedback afterwards if you are able to provide it. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's. Because if I ask for feedback and I've done nothing, it makes me feel. I've, I've had players ask for feedback, and I have to say, "Well, I actually." Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe doing it beforehand would be nice. Uh, so then they're prepared for if you send them afterwards. Because right, if if you're not at an evaluative ID camp where that's not part of the job, right, it may be difficult. Like I know going into like a big ID camp that I that I've worked before, I'm going to have to provide them with information. So I'm trying to break down some strength and improvements of each player. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So in your pre-email, we're going to ask for feedback. And I think it's one more thing that helps you stand out and um, one more thing that that shows the coach you care. Um, Absolutely. You know, so. But those are, uh, do you have anything else to add on on the wonderful topic of ID camps? No. Just finding the right one. Yeah, no, I think we've we've given you some, hopefully some help in in how do I find the right one and and you guys go out there and and go for it, you know, and and be visible and make the effort to get in front of coaches. And I think that you'll reap the benefits of that. Fantastic. This this has been another episode of CapChat Live. We have one final episode for season numero tres. We're heading into cuatro. Taking Spanish lessons, everyone. Thank you very much. Um, El Nino, Spanish with the Nino. Um, anyway, so we, uh, the, so the, our, our next show is kind of what can you do over the summer? Uh, and then Tyler, I head into our to our summer break. We get beach bodies and, and we go do all the fun stuff. So um, I don't know. Here. <laughs>